Today is Monday, December 18th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Um, today, <laughs> remember when I said we, we didn't have atheists to talk to and I, I need a more atheist? Be careful what you wish for. Uh, just kidding. Today, today, well, kind of. Today we meet a new guy, atheist, Mike. Um, it takes a little while to get on the same page, but um, it ended up being a, a reasonable, uh, well-rounded enough conversation, so it was fine. It was good to meet him. He seems like an okay person. Um, got a little sense, got a little heated from some people. Um, anyway, the Christian combat continues amongst the brethren. Um, so far, I'm still avoiding getting in the mix of it, but it spills over into my room every now and then, so people, control yourselves. Anyways, uh, remember, remember we talked about, it. is it James or Timothy, where something in the Bible's happening, it says, people, where do these quarrels and arguments come from amongst yourself, brothers? This should not be. Um, and basically, it's saying because you didn't get your way, which is exactly what's happening. People said some stuff, they stepped on some toes, they got offended. Um, forgive and forget. And uh, by the way, forgiveness doesn't mean you have to subject yourself. So if you think, you know, someone wronged you in such an egregious way that you can't be civil or have, uh, you know, conversations or be around them, forgive them and then stay away from them. Um, anyways, where's I going? Yeah, so, gosh, I actually had good topics today. I had topics and we didn't even get to them because we talked about other stuff. I mean, we talked about all kinds of, you know, the classical Christian versus atheism topics. Um Free will, brain in a vat, can you choose your beliefs, uh, a little bit of evolution toward the end. The beginning, uh, you know, was raised Christian, just like so many are. Um, you know, indoctrination, forced to go to church, da-da-da-da-da. If you'd like to get caught back up on the classical conversations between Christians and atheists, this is the one for you. Um, gee, that's all to say. Um, <laughs> you can support this podcast and having reasonable discussions with people who do not always share your beliefs and sharing the gospel. So no matter what, we want to talk about brain in a vat, philosophy, multiple dimensions in universe, uh, multiverse or whatever. Um, they can at least hear about Jesus, his death, burial, resurrection, how to obtain salvation. Um, whether or not they believe it, they can hear that message a lot. And they do. <laughs> so uh, you can also, what I say? I don't know, buy stuff, support this. Um, we appreciate it. Keep us, keep us on here. Keep us going. Until next time, we'll see you. Anything on your mind this Monday morning? Oh, no. I've seen this room up a few times. I was just curious because sometimes I come here and it's really, really busy and all that is being done is someone's reading from the Bible. So I'm not sure how that's a ask a Christian room. I don't know. Maybe I just came in at the wrong time, but. 1,000%. Yeah, the the only Bible reading that tends to get done is here is uh, when someone asks a very relevant question. And, um, you know, if the context is really big, um, like, I don't know, once every six months, uh, someone may read like, you know, 10 verses in a row. But that's that's Fair extremely enough. rare. Gotcha. OK. Is this your room, bud? Uh, yes. So what is like, is it just general, basic ask whatever questions or I, well, yeah, I mean if someone asks about interstellar space travel I not, may not be too helpful but I mean you know, the, the, the idea yeah, is you know if someone wants to generally find out what Christianity is about because people have a right, lot of misconceptions right. um, you know right. I mean I'm I'm not like perfect but you know me and like the people here who, who try to answer like our goal is to be as biblically accurate as possible fair enough um, I got you I think, well, I, this might be not completely on topic, but I'm an atheist, and I have no, I was raised in a Christian household, but 
I, I really have, there are some atheists out there that are really, really like butthurt when people say Merry Christmas. And I have absolutely no problem with it. Like, I don't see, if you're going to argue about something, that is a really stupid thing to argue about, in my opinion. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, if someone, if someone greeted me on a Thursday with a, Hey, happy Thursday, I'd be like, eh, okay, that's whimsical, right. but I'm not offended. Right. 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 It's I may like, even say you it back. Pick your, pick your battles. Yeah, I, I think, you know, people people have different level of offense and, you know, just as a culture, man, the offense level is is extra. <laughs> and I think it's only going to get worse. So, um, you know, let's yeah. limit the offense to to serious grievances. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I just, petty stuff like that never really. Well, number one, it never really bothered me. And number two, like, I don't like I don't see a real big reason to argue about stuff like that unless it's like part of a larger argument but i mean stuff like that just i don't know in my opinion it really gives atheists in general kind of a bad name when you want to argue over something as stupid as that like it's it, i don't get it well you sound like good people so far <laughs> what kind of christian home were you well, raised in uh well, we went to a Presbyterian church, so uh, just kind of a, we, it was a, you know, we did the hymn, we sang the hymns, nobody clapped for anything, it was kind of like that kind of deal. We sang the homily after certain verses were read, etc., uh, etc., et uh, did, uh, did communion every other Sunday and then Easter and whatnot, Christmas, all that stuff. That's about the type of uh, religious upbringing I have. So would you say you just like were raised in church and just kind of went to church but never really believed any of it? Or are you like, you know, some of the many atheists oh, no. we know who are like, I oh, was no. totally a Christian? And Oh, no, I was, I believed it because I was young and and foolish. I was what one might consider indoctrinated because, well, number one, if you're going to force your child to go to church, I think there's a, there's, uh, there's a lot of problems with that, but I think the main problem with it, if you're forcing somebody to do anything, they're not going to like fully accept it. But I, I was resentful. Yes, of course, that I was being forced to do something I didn't want to by my by my mother. But that was just kind of, I think, childhood rebellion anyways. But the stories I was told and the the culture I was put into, yeah, I, I believed it. But uh, I can only look back now and think I, I believed it because, well, number one, I was a kid and kids believe whatever their parents tell them pretty much. And churches censor what you read in the Bible. They don't actually tell you read the entire Bible. I've been to a lot of churches since I since I uh, got out of my uh, my childhood church. I've studied comparative religion, this, that, and the other. And if you read the entire Bible, um, I think, in my opinion, the Bible is one of the greatest tools to uh, making more atheists. Well, let me respond a little bit because I have a short memory. But uh, let's see, when you were young, indoctrinated, I mean, I was young and I went to church. Um, I don't know if people would say I'm wise now, but, uh, you know, I think your reason at the beginning was you, you were young and foolish. And I'd say, well, I mean, I still believe it. 
because I, I believe it's accurate. Like, you know, in all the research and all the, all the other stuff I've looked at, like, I'd be lying to myself to say I don't believe it. Um, Nate, and as let far me be as, clear. As when, being, I say, <clears throat> when I say I, – I just want to – just a real clarification real quick is not not dumb or stupid in general. I'm saying impressionable and, and, and naive. That's, naive, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like to think, you know, I – I'm not as naive as the average bear, but anyways, um, neither here nor there. And also, like, you know, force is an interesting word, right? Because people say they're forced to church. Um, I mean, is it, is it like force? Like, I'm dragging you, you're going to learn this? Or is it like, well, you're a kid and we're your parents and we're going to church and, well, you know, it's right. illegal to leave that's, you unattended at home, so you're coming with us. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but that's your, your, your life, uh, your life is not your own when you are a child in care of your parents. So, I mean, it, you want to say force, you want to say you've got to do what your parents got to do. I mean, it's, it, it's not your choice. Like they never asked me or my mom, I was raised by my mother. She never asked me, do you want to go to church? It was just, you were going to church and you're going to go to Sunday school and you are going to, you know, be, be exposed to this ideology. There was no choice yeah. for me. I, I, and I know yeah, that's what I mean. And I know there's some other people that sounds like they want to get in on this conversation too. So I'll, I'll bring them up in a second, but uh, let's see the last, the last thing I guess you said was church is censor the Bible. Um, that would be an easier pill to swallow. Um, if, if people didn't have a Bible. So if you want to say like some sort of, I don't even know if you could say soft censoring. Cause you know, when they're like, all right, church, turn your Bibles to Matthew five. Well, you've got, not, the entire, uh, you've got the entire Bible in your hands. I'm you not saying <laughs> I'm not saying they disallowed you or dissuaded you from reading the entire Bible. I'm saying they don't make it. Okay, I'll speak for myself. I'm saying my church did not make it a point to encourage you to read the entire Bible. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess as you're run-of-the-mill Christian, like it's kind of our thing around here. I mean, I mean, usually someone's like, where should I start reading the Bible? Well, if you have limited time or limited interest, just start in the New Testament because that, that's like a summarization of everything. But if you want to do it the right way, I mean, the Bible's compiled as a book, so, you know, read it as you would read a book. Sure. Start in the very beginning and read all the way through. Like, that that's it. Like, there's yeah. there's nothing to hide because, you know, when people will just turn to, like, a Levitical law or something like that, and it's like, oh, pay your rapist 50 shekels. And they're like, yeah. oh, see, you're hiding this in the Bible. Well, it's like, no, no, no. Actually, we, we encourage you to read all of it because if right. you read the full context of it, it's ah, actually not saying the bad evil. Right, 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 right. right. Okay, so hang on. So what just said? That's the Christian wait, wait. buzzword that makes everything well, okay. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Can, well, can I finish? I feel like I've been more yeah, generous. I'm and sorry. Go ahead. Are, I apologize. <laughs> CEO, go I'm going to bring you up in a second. Stop beeping me. It's distracting me. So you started off by saying, you know, they kind of censor like not wanting to promote reading all of it. And then I said, so, you know, presumably because when you see the scary passages, then it's like, ah, that's why you didn't want me to read it. But I'm saying let's go even more transparent and read all of it. So that what you think is the good, bad, and the ugly, because when you read it all, you will learn, for example, that, and you know, you have to, one of the reasons, by the way, Christians may not spend a lot of time or churches in like Leviticus and Deuteronomy is because this is the old covenant and we're not Israelites. We're not observant Jews. Therefore, we, the, the sermon on a Sunday morning may not encompass a lot of the Old Testament law because it just never has applied to Gentiles. Um, so that could be one reason. I don't want to speak forever, pastor ever. But, you know, for example, that, I'll, I'll make the last point in the rapist thing. Um, you find out when you have to go to extra biblical sources 
because we are not Israelites, we are Gentiles. So we need, if we want to talk about the, the Israelite law, we need to go to where Israelites get their law. So it lists the bullet points in the Torah, but then they have the oral Talmud. So that's where you need to go. So when you go there, and you know, I've been doing this like 12 years. So I mean, ad nauseum, we've discussed this. When you go there, when you, when you realize that, oh, well, the woman always gets a choice. And they're like, where does it say that in the Bible? It says that in the Jewish book of law, the people whose law this actually is. So if the woman says, I don't want to marry my rapist, rapist is going to die. <laughs> Anyways, so it, I would just say that. So context is king. Like you could say it's a buzzword, but that would be everything. It's like, hey, um, my kid was stumped on math problems yesterday because they were trying to do like uh, integers and like times and whatever. And, you know, I didn't say it because there's like mathematical terminology for it. But a perfectly fine interchangeable word would have been, hey, child, you need to know the context of the math book you're reading. You need to know the context right. of the chapter you're in. Yeah. Because that explains how to, yeah. Right. That's no, all I'll say. All I right, guys. Over yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you want to bring somebody else up? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's fine. You keep talking. I was just sending them invites. I, so they can... I was, uh, I, I understand that. But then this is, uh, you brought up kind of a side thing that I kind of talk about sometimes is like Christians today, I would say, generally speaking, have done all zero, little to zero comparative religious studies and or don't speak or read ancient Greek or don't speak or read ancient Hebrew. So what, so an average person getting into a faith right now, what they go to the, they go to the bookstore and buy a Bible from Walden books or fricking wherever what they're reading is not actually the actual shit because people will, people, uh, bring up all the time. Well, this isn't actually what it says. Well, then don't you think an all-knowing God would uh, make the word, his supposed word, like the same all the time, not able to be interpreted, translated, whatever? It would just be exactly the same since its inception. If we're reading something but, that isn't actually but, accurate, on, then what is Wait, the point? Yeah. Well, hang on. I, I, I also forgot another point you made about Christians making atheists. Um, I wanted to hit on first, but since you brought that up, I'd say, first of all, you know, no one is immune from being um, ignorant or naive. So, you know, when you, uh, I forgot what you led into it with is like <clears throat> Christians, <clears throat> pardon me, do very little comparative religious study. I'd say no one is immune from that. All religions, the masses, even atheists, the lack of a belief in a God or gods, they, they are an atheist because of, I don't know, um, just whatever the, the very, very surface level atheism is. Um, and they'll get into arguments with other people who are like, I'm an atheist because of this, this, this. And you have like actual well, reasoned atheists who are like, look, if you're an atheist, your reason should be because you lack a belief in a God or gods, not because, I'll, you know, any other reason. Um, oh, no, like I'll, I'll speak for myself. And that's all I can really do when it, when it comes right down to it. I just I, I don't see any convincing, compelling evidence that a. Uh, not to be glib, but uh, I don't see any compelling evidence to convince me that a magic entity with the power to alter reality at its whim exists. I see zero good evidence for that. I understand um, that and, part. And I, I mean, I would say, um, you know, that doesn't preclude someone from overturning rocks. Um, but I, I don't want to be a liar, so I'm going to get these other guys in. But one okay. more thing you said, uh, to finish that point, and then the other thing I keep forgetting is the Bible says what it says. Like, pick a translation. Like, unless it's like the message which claims on the page one or on the cover, depending which which uh, print you get, it claims to be a paraphrase of the Bible. 
So all of the Bibles that actually say this is the Bible, read them. And again, transparency is our friend. If you go to like BibleGateway.com, and you can bring up five parallel versions at a time. Oh, yeah. So if you oh, just yeah. pick five of them, yeah. you will get the exact same meaning and message that well, you I mean, would. So, I mean, that's, that's a, well, if I could just finish a thought. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. That's okay. But that's the best way to disprove that thing about they don't really say what they say and they don't really mean what they say. Like, you can check all the English translations. That's all I speak. Um, but you can see you get the same message and meaning. But then we have tools. So you don't need to be an Aramaic, Greek, or Hebrew speaker. I mean, sure, it would be fine, but you're going to get the same message. Um, but you can go to blueletterbible.org and type in any verse in English, and it will give you the Greek, and you can get the interlinear. So you can read along with Greek, and then below it is the English word, and you can see the translated word, and then it, you can click on it. And it will give you a reference. You can see exactly how the translators came up with that word. So, for example, okay. if something says, what, you know, this is blueletterbible.org. Interesting. It is an incredible tool. So, um, for example, like we say love. I love ice cream. I love pizza. I also love my kids. How, do I love them the same as ice cream? I hope I love them more. I do. But there's different things for that. So, or, you know, like my, my best bro, I'd be like, I love my brother. And they're like, wow, you love your brother? Like you love your wife? That's messed up. Um, but then in the Greek, there's five different expressions for love. So if you read like, you know, I, um, I eros, my, my wife, and, you know, I uh, philo, uh, my my brother Chris or whatever. Then then you get and it's like Euros. Why did you it just say love? <laughs> right. So then you <laughs> click on Philo and it and it will say, well, this means brotherly type of love, affectionate, like you know, uh, brotherly, like fraternal type love. And you're like, oh, now I get how they came up with that. Yes, that's a perfect word. I love my bro. And then it's like, well, you have Euros. Yeah. So anyways, that's the point. And then the very last thing. <laughs> but um, but you whatever you're you said, kind of uh, making uh, my point uh, for me though. Hang on. Well, well I'm, I'm not, because you said no Christians don't do comparative religious studies, and they well, don't speak other languages. And they shouldn't you have, don't have to. to. And to they don't. Right. They shouldn't Bible. have to. But, and they don't but have they to. shouldn't have to do that either. My point is, they shouldn't have to look up on any, any website. If this is the inerrant word of the un, unchanging God, then the Bible should be, any Bible you pick up right now should be the exact same as any other Bible and throughout all of history, and it's demonstrably not. I think that is not true. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. You're doing this now. It's no longer my fault. I'm going to get through these points. The Christians creating atheism. Yes, I get it. I totally agree. It's unfortunate. It's sad. It demonstrates why people need Jesus, even if own Christians are messed up. Yes, that's the problem. How there's all kinds of like, you know, insidiousness, backbiting, infighting. And they're like, wow, how do you look different from the rest of us? Great point. That's why they need Jesus. So does everyone else. But when you pick up any Bible, like you're saying, like, you know, this theology is so deep, like adults can drown in it, but children can understand it. So whenever we're talking like this and we're getting into like deep theology and like Greek and Aramaic study, you're like, this is so deep. Why should anyone have to do this? You don't. A five-year-old can pick up an English translated book and read John 3, 16. God so loved the world that anyone that believes in him will not perish or have everlasting life. They don't need Hebrew. They don't need Greek. It's so simple. But if you want to go deep, you can dive and dive and dive and never get to the bottom. Um, anyways, Mike, that's I, I, I want to get Chris and CEO in here because I keep. No problem. Yeah, that's yep, what I'd I say. Mike. Uh, go ahead, Chris. No, I'm good. What? Now you're good. Okay, well, CEO, anything you want to say? Bad, bad reception. Give me a few. 
Well, all that was for nothing, Mike. Back to you. <laughs> no problem. How long have you had this room? I see it pop up on my feeds quite often, actually. I think I've been in Clubhouse about a year and a half or two years, but I mean, I've, I've done this Ask a Christian thing for like 12 years, I think. Oh, nice. Um, and a lot of it was based on, you know, kind of like miscon misconceptions and things of Christianity. Um, I mean, you know, this was kind of a little off the beaten track, but it's kind of like that. It's like the simplicity, right? People be like, well, how do I possibly know which translation to get that's right? Any of them. <laughs> like, don't believe me? Test me. Grab them I all, think, lay them out, Nate, and read them. Nate, I think you're, I don't know if you're quite grasping what I'm saying. I'm saying, yeah, any Bible, any modern Bible will be almost like, very similar. We're just talking about like the way it's spoken or the way it's written, like language styles, stuff like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I think the Sinai Bible is the oldest, the first and oldest printed Bible in the world. And I think there's about, there's over 10,000 discrepancies between that Bible and a modern Bible. The, the point I'm trying to make that, again, is that's that false. It's, it's making okay. these claims. Well, then, then, so do then some research. Chris, please stop correct making me. claims. I, I said I think. I didn't say I wasn't claiming it as truth. I said I think from what I've read and studied that I think this is the case. So if that is false, then please, please correct me. I am open absolutely to be false. demonstrated wrong. Okay. Sinai Bible. The oldest Bible that we have is the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they have no discrepancies. Well, that's not so a Bible. Whatever you're reading is just propaganda garbage. The Dead Sea Scrolls are not a Bible. Okay, well, hold oh on. Oh, my gosh. Neither is the Codex Sinaiticus, the Sinai Bible. They, they would both fall in the same It's a compendium, correct? A, a handwritten manuscript. The first distributed printed Bible was done on the Gutenberg Press, right? So this is a 5th century handwritten manuscript that contains, you know, parts of the Bible. So it's something that we would use to refer to to say which books already had canon, but we're not really concerned about discrepancies within this codex because it's just a handwritten manuscript. This isn't claiming to be a Bible. I see. Okay, I stand corrected. Thank you. You're welcome. And hello. So anyways, you asked earlier what the point of this room is. It's things like that, right? So it's um, even though some people, <clears throat> Chris, get a little hot and bothered sometimes, the point is, you know, to clear up, you know, misconceptions and things like that and give the closest to accurate information we can. Um, and, you know, we're not perfect. We could be wrong. We're not infallible. We're not the Pope. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I but, see but, what you did there. <laughs> but, but that's the point. So things like that. So, you know, I mean, it would be nice if you took our word. But you can check it too, right? So like, just fact check everything. It's on replays, so people who actually, you know, really want to to right. check Fair all enough. this can go back, listen to it, and then you know verify it. But, but I mean, that's essentially absolutely. the whole point. And then ultimately, yeah, the absolutely. entire message is, you know, Dead Sea Scrolls, and um, you know, they have ramifications. But you know, Dead Sea Scrolls, six hundred thirteen Leviticus laws for Israelites, um, which we are not. Um, you know, that has its place. But the biggest point is Jesus, His death, burial, resurrection. Believe in Him. Ask for forgiveness and eternal life. That is the mystery of the universe. So that, that's right, the ultimate right. point. But see, the problem I have with that is that beliefs aren't a choice. You can't choose what you believe. So I agree. and also, yeah, and also, the uh, the salvation is predicated on more than just belief. It's 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 quid pro quo. It, it is in no way a free gift. Gifts are necessarily definite, definitionally free. If you have to do something, think a certain way, act a certain way, behave a certain way, 
That is not a gift. It is a transaction. Well, I'll, I'll take the first part, and then someone else can jump in if they want to speak too. But I, I would say the beliefs are not a choice. I completely agree. There's a resonant atheist who comes here a lot, and, and that's like the thing we singular, singularly agree most on, except our divergence is where he's just kind of, you know, like, you can't choose your beliefs, and he'll, he'll agree with what I'm about to say next, but it seems kind of like a lackluster, like a, a willingness to, to follow up. Maybe I'm misspeaking for him. But anyways, I would say you can't choose your beliefs, but what you can do is choose to take in more data. So, like, you know, you have new data, right? Sure. You have new data to work with, even though it was far yeah. off the beaten path. It was about the Sinai manuscripts and, you know, Codex Sinaiticus and all that stuff. Um, so that would be new data that you can take in. And if you take in and verify that, then you don't have a choice except to brainwash yourself. You now have a new belief because you're not going to lie to yourself. So it's like that. You can take in new data about Jesus, the Bible, you know, through, through prayer. Like that's the biggest thing, right? You can take in new data through prayer, the dare to believe, like unless you're a Gnostic atheist that claims no God exists, then you're agnostic oh, enough to still – then you're yeah. There's a few. Then you're 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 um, agnostic enough to be like, okay, well, I don't know, no God exists, so there's room that maybe this guy Jesus does exist. So I can I can throw out a prayer, I can mentally meditate and think about this guy without being foolish, because never say never, because you're not claiming gnostically this God doesn't exist. So yeah, we agree to that. You can take a new knowledge, but if anyone wants to speak to one of the other points, um, go ahead. I don't want to dominate everything. Steph, Chris? Well, um, I this idea of belief not being a choice. Um, all right, so I just want to test it. So, Mike, if I said to you, I want you to believe that if you do a handstand every day for the next 13 days of this year, you'll have your best 2024, you'll have your best year ever in 2024. Are you telling me you're incapable of choosing that belief? Yes. Yes. Like I, I can demonstrate it right now. It's a little better analogy than yours. Choose to believe that Africa is not a continent right now. Right now, willfully choose to believe that Africa no, 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 is not but, a continent. No, 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 that's not the way can't but, do it. But that's going against reality. That's not. No, it's. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's my point. You can't choose what you believe. It doesn't matter what the premise of the question is. You can't willfully choose your thing. beliefs. I can. Give me a subjective thing. I can choose my belief. Give me something subjective. Okay. I just... I, what? That's, no, that's objective. Like after, Exactly. Right, and it has no... It makes no difference. It makes yes, no it difference. It no, it doesn't. Does. No, okay, it doesn't. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, I'm just going to... Wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Good. God. Uh, CEO, I'm going to claim victory on this one that we can't choose his beliefs, but he can choose to take in more data. I asked if anyone would like to speak to one of the other points he made. Would anyone like to do that? Uh, let me go I put just, my head in the fryer. I, I have to go real soon. I just wanted Steph to go ahead and just kick me. Like for fun? Are you guys still mad at each other? Perfect. There you go. A request obliged. I guess oh, that's wow. a yeah. <laughs> Well, that, um, that's, I mean, that's evidence for you, Mike, about, you know, how, you know, Christians, uh, you know, kind of make a lot happened? of atheists. I mean, it's not, it's not ultimately our fault. No, look, um, cause... in the chat, I said, stop being rude to Lynn. He said, I said, you're going to have problems. Stop being rude to Lynn. He They're said, go ahead and give me problems. I said, or you could stop being horrible. And look, there he's still going in the chat. So that's what happened. Chris, just be nice, dude. It's not that hard. Like, I don't know what it is. You're getting a reputation on this app for repeatedly going after black women. It's not a good look. Just stop. Just do it somewhere else. So, Mike, I, on behalf of all Christendom, will concede your point again. Yes, that uh, Christians 
can very easily, uh, you know, kind of kind of push atheists further away from I, Christianity. I, they I shouldn't let so. Christians because yeah. it's, well, they shouldn't let them because ultimately, what's true is true, and what's false is false, and how a Christian, you know, acts or behaves should not determine uh, how they view it. But unfortunately, it does. It's really hard That's to turn my eye to sometimes. I don't. I. I mean, it's, when it comes down to the people, I don't judge. I don't judge an entire religion by the adherence to that religion because that would be dumb. People are assholes. So, and, and that has nothing to do. Well, it doesn't have anything like all the time to do with like adherence of this religion are assholes. Therefore, the religion is bad. That's that's fallacious. I don't think you're looking that at the information so, provided. Yeah. Well, you are head and shoulders above a lot of your uh, colleagues. <laughs> oh, I know. I try and keep an open mind, but, uh, I, w I was, uh, yeah, I, w I was just curious what happened. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> I'd never seen that oh. happen in a Christian room before. You haven't. <laughs> uh, I have not, anyway. not on here, not on here. Uh, well, I'm going to say what the Bible says, um, when the Bible talks about is it Timothy, uh, where it says, you know, what, why are these quarrels arising from among you brothers? Like, um, I'm paraphrasing, call me the message, but Basically, uh, you know, whenever Christians bicker and fight and argue and quarrel about stuff, it's because you didn't get your way. That's what the Bible says. So, you know, how mm. much it applies to this case, but it's people, um, you know, just kind of arguing, personalities clashing, um, you know, people like poking each other's, um, I guess, the wrong the wrong things to poke at. And it's just a bunch of argumenting, argumentative stuff from there. But, um, uh, yeah. Uh, Nate, do I have permission to bring up that thing that was used as a reference for Africa not existing or existing, or do you do you want us to just actually move on? Because I, I didn't hear anything else about the conversation. Well, well, go ahead. I mean, Mike made a couple points, but yeah, I mean, let's let's return back to the plains down in Africa. <laughs> um, so you're talking about the idea of like the the things you 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 know you can't unbelieve, right? Is that can you can you like give me like a two sentence recap? Well, you can't choose what you believe is true or what you believe is not true. You <laughs> beliefs are a logical consequence of being convinced of the validity of a proposition. Once you're convinced, then your beliefs comport accordingly. There is no choice involved. It just happens. Oh. And you can't choose what you what convinces you either. It just happens. So that's why I said choose to believe Africa is not a continent right now. And you can't do that because you, I would say, generally speaking, the entire world believes Africa is actually a continent because it's demonstrably true and they're convinced by the evidence. You can't willfully choose to not believe that. Yeah, that's just that's just a perspective of how you're saying it actually is the case. I mean, I think a lot okay. of people here at this point, a lot of people here at this point understand that I have a I have a I have a belief or like a understanding about the world of like kind of in conjunction with simulation theory. So it's like Oh, I like that. Have, so you have the element of like if no one's observing Africa, does it still is it still there? I incline to say maybe not. Um, but so, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I know that's not what you're talking about. I was just, okay. I was just messing around. But um, so when I'm looking at the idea of what you're saying, there, there, it isn't inherently true from what I understand. Like, correct me if I'm going in the wrong direction because I don't want to just go long-winded. Um, let's say, for example, 
the idea that the current understanding of quarks, which is the, the fundamental building blocks of everything that we have, um, which is falling into string theory, is they're made up of nothing. That's what the, that's the current belief right now. They're made up of nothing. Um, but that's from our current perspective of ignorance. People are believing that, right? There's a, a, a substantial amount of evidence that leads up to that, but that doesn't mean it's inherently true. But that's where we're at right now, right? There's a, there's a series of things that have led up to this moment to make us believe it, but it's stuck as a theory because you can't prove it. Um, so my thought process is there are things you can have substantial evidence towards and still say, I believe in this. And it's not a foolish thing to say you believe in this because there's no way to look at it at every angle and say this is irrefutable. And right. that, I'm that's not talking that's, about I'm not talking yeah, so, about so, that either. So so, so that that's what I'm I'm just I'm saying that because that's that's my current thought of what I think you're talking right. about. But if you can clarify, that would help. I'm not talking about beliefs being true. I'm talking about the belief itself. I'm not the people, but what you were talking about, people believe this, but it's not necessarily true. Right. And that that's fine. I, they believe it because they're convinced by what they consider good evidence and they can't control uh -huh. that. That's why they believe that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about if the beliefs are true or not. It's, that isn't the point at all. Okay. And then just tell me as someone who's slow to understanding, um, can you elaborate a little bit more? given the information on how you think I'm perceiving it right now and where I'm falling I'm not short. Sure, I'm not sure I can. Uh, I mean, that that's the entire point is you can't choose what you believe and you can't choose what convinces you. If that were the case, you, so, uh, you could so are you, literally are you choose. To, I'm sorry, go ahead. If, my point is, if that were the case, anyone at any time on a whim could choose to believe anything is true or not true at any time they want. It, it, it would devolve so much, it would become absurd. It would have to be like a meta choice. You would have to choose to choose, which it, now this is all like going in some weird, effed up kind of craziness. Like it devolves into absurdity. Like just think getting... of something you don't, just think of something you don't believe is true right now. I don't even need to know what it is. Get it in your head. Now, right now, choose to believe it is true. You can't do that. This is my point. Unless yeah, so, you don't well, hold, unless unless you you hold a dual perspective of leaning to up. Uh, I mean, you can. Okay, you kind of can, right? Like, but I think what you're getting at is you're saying in the in the framework of which this universe operates, there's a, a fine, there's a series of things that transpire that leads to the person having a certain thought process that leads them to having a certain perspective, and they are subject to that system in which they were formed into right and they can't ex they can't step outside of that thing to make an independent thought from the process in which they led that, that led them up into this point i i yeah yeah pretty much i think you are making this way more intricate and difficult than it really is my I, whatever the go ahead nate well i, I want to get in here like i, I agree i can uh, not that you necessarily, Bernie, but I mean, it's getting way more philosophical than is helpful, at least for the point of, you know, Jesus. This is where, like, you know, other people listening are like, Mike was right earlier. How can a child possibly be expected to comprehend this? The good news is this is so far away from what actually matters. Like, forget the philo philosophical bent of whether you can choose or not your beliefs. And for purposes of Christianity, you know, uh, with an open mind that you say you like to keep, this God could exist. Um, so yes. what does this yes. God say to do? 
not read a bunch of books, not debate a bunch, not watch YouTube. It says specifically humble yourself and pray to this God asking for forgiveness, eternal life, you know, daring to believe that he is, exercise his faith. And oftentimes when people, including myself, will do that and take that stance, they take in this new data and what they get for it is this like, you know, sensory awareness that, huh, oh my gosh, God is real. And the, they just the only reason, so that would be the, new the only data reason I brought up. In. Oh, sorry. Well, would you agree with that? That I mean, you know, if well, fact, yeah, they, they take in the only reason data, I, the only reason I brought up beliefs as not being a choice is because it's relevant to the to Christianity, to the belief structure of of uh, theism, um, as in because belief or number one, belief is not all that is required for salvation. And you you have to literally change your life. Um, but even if belief was the only thing that is required, it still wouldn't work on the premise of an omniscient God because God would know that beliefs aren't a choice. Well, and this goes back into Pascal's wager, which is a fallacy. Well, let me, let me say a couple oh. things. So I would, I would definitely correct a lot of that. So I, I would just kind of do some shifting in there because if it, as, if it was as you say, I would agree with you. But I challenge that it is not as you say. So, you know, we use beliefs and all of it, three points, at least, if I can remember. Um, okay. So we, we, use, we use choice as a colloquialism in Christianity. So, you know, some will say you, you totally, uh, not talking about whether or not you choose God, but, you know, choose to believe that God is. So we will say, hey, right. just choose God, just choose God, like a Pascal's wager. We use that right. colloquially, uh, not getting into the philosophical bent of, you know, can you choose your beliefs? So I would say, I would say, hey, choose God, bro, choose God. But then you're like, well, you can't choose your beliefs. I'd say, I know. Let me clarify that. Let me define my terms because it's a colloquialism. But then um, okay. you know, we're told that when you say that you, it's not just belief, you have to change your life. Uh, that yeah. would be another thing that the Bible actually, you know, whether or not you believe the scripture, uh, the scripture has printing on the pages that would disagree with that. So, you know, James says faith without works is dead. But um, I, I argue and, you know, many Christians will argue that, you know, you can't you can't just make yourself do good stuff like anything good you do. Whether or not you believe it or admit it comes from comes from God. Like you know, even even people who are calling themselves good moral atheists. I believe uh, the only reason they can do anything that the world would call good is because they're made in the image of God, whether they acknowledge Jeez. it or not. So, so uh, almost done. Hey, That's a whole nother what, conversation. What, <laughs> well, okay, we'll put a pin in that. Like I'm I'm trying to. Okay. I don't no want, I don't want to Go talk ahead. so fast, but I feel like I have to. No, I'm no, trying no, to remember all the points gonna, you made. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. I think I forgot point three, but to finish point two, um, what the Bible says, if you believe God himself will live with you and guide you into truth and lead you. And, and, you know, God will, we use the word convicted. Like if you feel good or bad about something like, you know, like if you, you know, if you club baby seals and then you decide to, you know, become a Christian or whatever, um, and you keep doing that, you're going to be like, why do I feel bad about this? Like, ah, something's telling me I feel bad about this. We don't believe that's making you, you making yourself better. We believe that's God, you know, urging you along. Right. So the you, point is, you believe you, in you, innate yes. morality. Right. Well, okay. well so, so the, yeah, so you, that's the point I'd like you to see that I was trying to correct where you say well, it's not enough just to, well, I, I really want to finish this. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Where, where, you, where you say it's not enough just to believe in theory. Yes. In practicality, it, it, it is though. So, um, by just believing, that's going to have ramifications with your life. So if you're like, I just want to believe in Jesus and get my ticket to heaven and then, you know, live like the devil. Well, that's evidence that you don't actually believe, because if you do 
legitimately believe, then you are going to do good actions. So yes, you are going to follow the Bible, which gets into where you were talking about. It's not enough to believe. It is enough to believe because if you truly believe, your actions will be evidence of your belief. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. That, then we come full circle to even if you do what the Christians would consider good actions, it still doesn't mean you truly believe. That is my entire point. That's true. As in, it's relevant that beliefs, beliefs are not a choice, hence an omniscient God would know if you truly believe or not. And as I said, I'm willing to grant that belief is all that is necessary. But I don't believe. I don't so, believe because I'm not convinced because beliefs aren't a choice. Therefore, I could do what you say and live my life as a whatever you say, as bearing the fruits of the spirit and all that. But that doesn't mean I actually believe you're, you're that's a non sequitur. You're saying, well, if people are showing these attributes and these virtues, that means they truly believe. No, it doesn't. That doesn't follow. That. I would never I, say that. I'm just saying <laughs> the point, the point I'm trying to make is that I can't choose to believe this God actually exists. I well, could well, no, still no, live we, my life. Mike, there are multiple examples. That's Guy, okay, guys, I'm, I'm like legit, like about to run down the road screaming. Like we have all the time in the world, but I feel like I've got to talk like the Micro Machines guy to get a word in. And I know Steph is the person I heard when I interrupted her. I'd like her to get a chance. So just take a breath. We have all day long, or actually like an hour and a half. But well, let's just like slow it down a little bit. Um, Mike, we've came full circle again because that's where I would go back to you can't choose your beliefs. I agree with you, but – my and like it sounds like you're you would just say, well, you can't choose your beliefs. Done. Uh, that's why it's non sequiturs and everything else, and keep going full circle. I would say I agree, but then I would say take in new data. Um, but Steph, did you remember what you tried to say a minute ago? Oh yeah. Could I address Mike for a little bit? You can try. <laughs> yes. Mike, yes, are you still please. here? I am. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so all of you have heard me talk about this before. You could just tune out for like the next four minutes, but Mike, do you, do you know anything about the treatment of obsessive compulsive disorders? <laughs> A little bit. Okay. So, so the idea behind an obsessive compulsive or an anxiety or depression disorder, and I'm using this example because it's the main reason that I believe you can choose what you believe, right? The person with OCD, for example, would believe fully that a ritual they're doing is effective. So just the most common example is like they're washing hands because they have this real true belief that the germs are dangerous to them and their family. And so they can't really be sure that their hands are clean and that they're safe to their children unless they wash their hands. And so because they feel comfortable after they wash their hands, they do it repeatedly because that feeling wears off. Right. So that's the basis of the disorder in this example. Are we on the same page. Yes. Okay. So the idea with treating obsessive compulsive disorders is that you take this person who has a very real, true belief, they're engaging in this behavior because they fully 100% believe that they could accidentally harm their family or themselves. Um, and, and you show them over time that the belief is faulty and they have, but in order for this treatment to be effective, the person has to choose to change the belief. No. Right. They can so, choose, like like Nate said, they can choose to be open to new data. They can't choose to change their, but they can choose to be open to new data. They can't choose their belief to change. And I wasn't speaking, talking about people with uh, demonstrable mental disorders in effect of the mind slash brain. That's completely different. It's actually not. 
So people it is, have, but okay, it, it's not. Hold on. Well, I have some specialization in this. So the person with, and I'm not talking about schizophrenia or other disorders that don't fall in this category. I'm just using an, exa an example of depression, anxiety, and OCD because they're ruminative, ruminative disorders. And so ruminative disorders are the cases that you've convinced yourself of something that isn't true. And so the treatment is to unconvince yourself of the thing that you believe is true. So if you could not change beliefs, if you could not choose what you believe, then disorders wouldn't exist and or you couldn't treat them. I'm talking so, about changing your belief on a whim. I'm not talking about open view yourself to new data and eventually coming to a conclusion that you're convinced of. Those are completely okay, different Okay, so then what you're talking topics. about isn't a belief. What you're talking about is an impulse. Yes, it is. Okay, so no. hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna finish this up and then the rest of y'all can chime in. An impulse is something that you have no control over. Um, an impulse is something like you step into the street and a car is coming and you go, whoa, and you step back. Because you, you had this impulse, like, oh my gosh, that's dangerous, I could get hit by a car, right? You have no control over those things. Those things are instinctual. Even something like, let's say that you're a religious person and you're faithful to your wife and you love her very much and you're in the grocery store and you see another woman and you think she's pretty. And then you're like, ah, right? That's an impulse. You have no control over impulses. So if you're, if you're saying like, what was your example about Africa being a continent? Well, you've been taught in school that Africa is a continent. So yeah, you were given you, evidence that convinced you that it was, and, you know, maps right. so, exist. So if someone tries to teach you on an impulse that Africa is not a continent, that impulse is not going to change your belief. However, so so I agree with you, and, and so these are the clinical psychological terms, right? Impulses or compulsions in the, ter in the disorder or whatever, like these are not things that we have control over. But what we believe we have full control over. No. I'm sorry. So, so did you catch no, my thing about how No, you don't. <laughs> like impulse. I said, if you can choose your beliefs on a whim, go ahead and do it. Do you believe in God? Hold on. Do you believe God is real? Hold on, Mike. Take a breath. No, have some water. No. Yeah. Wow. Just, it's cool. Do it's you cool. believe God is real? If you do Mike, choose to believe Mike, God is not real right Mike, now, you can't Mike, control your beliefs. Mike, have some self-control, buddy. It's okay. Right. Okay. So do you understand? Can you repeat back to me what an impulse is? Instinct. Uh -huh. Just reaction. But that is not what Just I'm talking about. Reaction. Okay. So right. It's not what I'm talking about. So you're asking me to impulsively subscribe to the idea that God isn't real. Can I do that? Right. You can't choose your belief. Correct. So right. what you are describing right. is the phenomenon of not being able to Mute up. You're starting to annoy me. What you're describing oh, is the... What, Nate? I said that may have been me. Sorry. No, it was him. I was watching his mic. Oh, he's okay. ready to pounce because he's not listening. He's not listening to understand. What you're describing in psychological terms is an impulse or a compulsion, an impulsive belief. Something like, I have to wash my hands because it's dangerous. This is an impulsive belief. Or something like, um, I have to go to my parents' house or my dad might be mad at me. This is an impulsive belief. These things take work to change, but you can change the beliefs. You cannot control the impulse. I need you to understand before you keep arguing that there's nuance to what you're trying to describe. Uh, yeah, I understand there's some nuance into what you're talking about, but what I'm talking about, there's not. You're kind Correct. of like straw manning what I'm saying, kind of. 
But uh, the the point is, I whatever you want to call it, you can't choose what you firmly believe to be true or not true. That is my entire point. That's it. Full stop. You can't choose it freely on a whim. So, Mike, so, there's listen, a... so hold on, hold on. You're saying two separate things because you're not listening. Look, the psychology, psychological science describes this. And I'm trying to educate you on it because you're not like you're making a brick wall argument, but you're missing this nuance. There is impulsive beliefs we don't have control over, and there are chosen beliefs we have control over. And you're no. saying, what you're saying is that you can't choose to impulsively believe. You and I agree. And then you're saying, so therefore that means you can't choose what you believe at all. Well, a hundred years of modern psychology would disagree with you. There would be no truth. Show there me would the be citations. Oh boy, I don't even know where to start. Do you want like well, do, okay? Do you want to start with like Doctor Clear Weeks and the nineteen? I could give you a whole list. I'm not talking list. about opening your as Nate said. I am not talking about opening yourself up to new evidence and being able to be convinced. That's what a belief. That is right, not Mike, what Mike. I'm talking about. All right, hold on. That is I'm not what I'm talking you, about. Let me let me help you here. Can you define a belief for me? I think that's what part the of the problem. problem. What's that? Can you define no, what saying, belief means? Go ahead. Yeah, Bertie is, is saying that this is part. Yeah, just define what belief is for us. It is something that you're, it's a proposition, a standard. It is a idea that you, one, is convinced is either valid or invalid, true or not true. It could be literally anything. Any belief okay. you cannot freely choose on a whim. No, 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 no. We're not talking about whether you can choose it. Could you just define quickly what a belief is? That's what I just, I just did. Well, you added a thing at the end, and so I forgot what you said. Well, Could you say it again? It is anything you're convinced is either true or not true. Something okay, you're holding your head, data on a hard drive. I would agree. Right. So, and have, so that so doesn't line you, up with the biblical belief. Well, hold on. Before we even get to the Bible, he's just wrong in terms of like secular science. So, Mike, if have you ever, if you, okay, I'm trying to think a step ahead of you. So if I ask you if you've ever changed your mind, you would say yes, because you were presented with the different evidence, right? And then I would ask you, and we're just going to come back to what Nate already said. Then I would ask you. So then how did you change your mind? And you would say that you went out and sought evidence or someone presented you with evidence that that changed your mind. And so now you say that you didn't choose the belief, but the reality is that you made choices. Like the person with OCD could choose not to do therapy and then they would remain in their erroneous belief. But the person who has OCD who chooses to do therapy knows that they're going to come to a better belief. So it's untrue that you can't like there. There's a choice. I guess you're not describing choosing your belief. You're describing avenues of being open to new evidence. Let me finish the sentence. It's not a straw. Boy, you've got a discipline problem. So you're not describing choosing your beliefs. You're describing taking avenues to take in new evidence. Can I jump in here real quick? Hold on. Just I want to finish it up real quick. You and I are disagreeing on where the choice occurs. You can make a choice that will directly change a belief. You have already conceded to that. So there's what I'm talking about. Okay. So I would say, since this is not supposed to be a philosophical room. Um, so I have scripture to read. Well, my, well, Mike added the on a whim. That came later. Like no one was talking about anything regarding choosing or not in regards to on the spot. Um, so that came later. But I guess, uh, Mike, when you did ask, just again, I like tying up loose ends. When you ask Steph if she could, you know, just uh, on a whim or whatever, choose to not believe in a God, I'm with you, buddy. Um, you know, if you had a good enough argument and cited good enough e- evidence that she 
she would not believe in a God. She'd be an atheist like you. Um, so that means that you don't have good enough evidence that's convincing to her. And then when you say, well, you don't have good enough evidence that's convincing to me. Um, that may be right, but, you know, I mean, our, our job as Christians is just to tell people um, how to go uncover some stones, which would be, you know, Jesus praying and all that that we talked about. So, and, and you know, I'm sure you've already probably done something like that because you said you believed that you were a Christian at one point and all this other stuff. But in light of this discussion today, um, are you just going to be like, okay, good discussion. You're, you guys are kind of crazy, um, and I'm not going to go uncover any more information. Or, hey, it's been long enough. Maybe I will try to uncover what these Christians say and, you know, pray to this Jesus in the Bible and see what happens. So, I mean, w will you do that to uncover a stone or – this well, is just like an intellectual exercise and not really well, worth I, uncovering. No, I do like debating. I do. It, it is entertaining for me. But but I'll tell you, Nate, I, I'm 43 years old. I, I'm educated in certain aspects. I've done a lot of studying of religions, and I've read multiple different books uh, on the topic, multiple, multiple different tomes of religious uh, doctrine. Uh but I don't find anything specifically like compelling or convincing. And that was my entire point about bringing up beliefs as not being choices. Like I couldn't imagine a God, a loving God that would give us uh, the wherewithal, the intellectual um, awareness to investigate things and then punish us if we weren't convinced. I don't, well, that that's, you know, that, that's an aside, a... but. But yeah. Can I just make a final observation? Um, when I asked that, you, you went through the various accolades of, of things you did do. Um, I just find it interesting that not one of those things that you said as a list of things you've done in pursuit of religion or God or whatever had anything to do with what the Bible actually says to do to communicate with this God. Um, so that is a little interesting. I'd say you but, know, before, you, but if I don't before you run out of time, give it a shot. But if I don't believe this God exists, why would I do those things? Well, I, I thought at the beginning you said you weren't you weren't claiming to be a Gnostic theist, knowing this God doesn't. And I'm I not. Said, well, if you're, I'm not. Okay, well then you should be agnostic enough to reserve some judgment that maybe you don't. Maybe you would say you lack a belief. Oh, you're, you're talking about you maybe praying or something? Is that what you're talking about? I, I maybe literally said that like thrice. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, like uh, Jesus says, like in a nutshell, Jesus says, you know, the prescription for you know, like realizing God exists and following this God is not just reading a bunch about stuff. It's, it's specifically humbling sure. yourself. So that's key sure. one, right? Like a lot of people are like, sure, if God wants to pull himself out of the sky and, you know, present himself to me. No, I'll no, no. Believe. That's a dumb argument. I don't ever say I, I, that. That's I, I, silly. No, no, I know. I'm saying just, I, I, know. I believe In general. that you wouldn't do that. Yeah. But when people are like, you can you. do that, I'm like, dude, you're missing the whole, not you, like whoever does that. I'm like, you're I missing the entire people. humble yourself. People. So if yeah. you haven't found God, you're not going to when you're like, you know, if he can dance on a string puppet for me, then I'll believe it's like, whoa, you're never going to find him. But anyways, yeah, so the whole think, point Jesus says, I, I, do you, you know, when I, be I mean, more... when I this, when I, Mike, you've got it. Oh, All right. You got to meet sorry. me halfway, Mike. You've got to see this. Like when I'm, I'm telling you, you, you've missed it. You didn't think I talked about it. And I've said it three times and I'm trying to say it again. And, and you just keep rolling over me. Kind of hurts my feelings. Like you don't care about what I actually have to say. Can you meet me halfway? Okay, the last thing I'll say, and I think Bertie wanted to talk to. Yeah, look, the Bible that you've read probably a lot, um, it, it's in there. It's a big book. But in essence, Jesus says, humble yourself, exercise this faith you have. Um, and if you're not saying no God exists, you know it, then there is a little bit of faith in you. 
Um, so exercise that. Pray, specifically pray to the Jesus mentioned in the Bible and, uh, you know, ask for forgiveness of sins, these things you've done wrong, regrets, call it whatever secular title you want, but it's called sin. Um, anything you've done wrong, ask for eternal life. Jesus says it is a gift and you will get it. Um, and at that point, you know, if someone is sincere and humble and believes that, we believe, and it's pretty much every Christian testimony I hear, that something changed, something clicked, and they, they just have this sensory presence that yes this stuff exists and they don't just believe in a god because a book really really tells them to believe in a god that's all i got for you um i would encourage you to do that but you know ultimately it's your life um do what you want but i would encourage to uncover some stones and take in new data i did that when i was a christian for 14 years and i'd never received any convincing compelling revelation are you saying that i should do that again now as an atheist and it might be different that seems a little odd well if you care so for example if someone says well hey you know islam is true and you know you should do this and you should check this out if i was searching or concerned or cared at all about that then sure why, why not i may as well um let's see if there's anything to it let's kick the tires but i mean in my current state i am utterly convinced um you know that this jesus of the bible the christian christian god is the way so i'm not in a position where i'm seeking or searching so if your mind is made up um, if you're no longer seeking or searching, then no, that would be foolish. Why would you do that? I mean, it couldn't hurt. But I mean, if you're the least bit curious, like there's got to be a reason two billion people believe this stuff. I mean, ad populum, but still, um, I mean, if you're the least bit sincere or curious or searching, then yeah, do that. Like do what Christianity says to do. Like if you're curious about Islam, I mean, there's no way to verify it in Christianity. It's pray, ask forgiveness, ask for eternal life and, you know, God to reveal himself to you. In Islam, I mean, there's not really the same same sort of um, – uh, payoff. You just have to do right. the five pillar of Islam, like pray three times a day, not listen to secular music. And after you die, that's when you'll get the payoff. If Allah is right. true, you'll go behind right. the great scales and see. Well, our evidence for God, for Christianity, is in this life. So if there's something that has the highest benefit and the lowest cost, why would you not do that? Start there. <laughs> scales wager. Although, but, but, right, but it doesn't make it wrong. Commit, like, I'm not trying to. Well, well, hang on. But the Pascal's Wayer. I'm not trying to say that's why you should believe. I know. I'm saying know. that should be why you should kick the tires. I know. I know. I know. I was just being glib, and I apologize. And by the way, you did not commit an ad populum fallacy. What you said was correct. There's got to be a reason that two billion people believe this, and there is. So um, anyways. <laughs> yeah, Mike. So I know, I know there might be the instance where you're feeling a little frustrated because you feel like, hey, people aren't actually understanding what I'm trying to get at. Um, but just again, from my current understanding of what's being talked about, um, I think there's a difference in what it really means to believe. Um, oh, so dude, I'm sorry, Bert. I, I'm really done talking about that. I mean, you can bounce stuff off me, but. I'm really exhausted talking about the belief question. I I was kind of more interested in the salvation question, but I guess whenever. Well, wait. So would you say that that has been answered, right? Like by the time we've got to the salvation thing, you know, I, I four times now, <laughs> I, I've said it quadruple times. Um, if there's any way you're going to get the salvation question answered, it's going to come from what Jesus said. So, I mean, that is the answer. And you said you've done it, right? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, well, you've done it the wrong way. You're not really blah, blah, blah. I'll leave that to you because ultimately, you know, everyone's choice. Everyone is, everyone's salvation no, is up I'm to that about, person. 
and God. I'm talking, talking about, about the how belief. Obtain salvation. Christians profess that it's a free gift when it's it's not. Well, right. we went through that, I right? Think. It was it was how you define the term. So, like we talked about it because you say you have to do stuff, but I'd say, well, you're not doing stuff to be saved. You're doing stuff because you are saved, which nullifies that that argument because no, it goes you, back to you words. have to do stuff to be saved. Yeah. Right, right, and I'm so saying it's the opposite. I'm saying you don't have to do anything to be saved. I mean, unless you're saying, well, you have to, you have to believe, and that is something you have to do. That okay. is something. That's yeah. too litigious. Oh, okay. It, it, like, if that's not. where you would, if that's where you would litigate it to, then I would say, you know, fine, I've got nothing else for you. But people would, you know, like one time I was talking to a Catholic guy, and they're like, no, no, you don't have to do anything to be saved. I'm like, but you have to be saved. You have to be baptized to be saved. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, but, but you're doing something. They're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, what? I'm like, you have to get in your car, drive down the road, go to the church, and get baptized. They're like, no, no, God's doing that. I'm like, okay, man, okay, I've got nothing Wait, else. Wait, what? So you God's can, doing that? Yeah, like, like basically it's an act of God that they're doing that, so it doesn't count for them doing it ah, because it's God-inspired. Okay. So I'm like, I see I you see. can say I'm making the same argument, but to a minuscule level. Um, it but doesn't still, matter. I will stand, but yeah, the, the scale still, right, is so, irrelevant. Right, the scale so will, is irrelevant. To finish— so I will stand by that and say, because you don't choose, you don't choose your beliefs, right? So if you happen to be in a state where you believe it, then you didn't you didn't do anything except if you take a new data and you're saying, well, that's doing something. Then if we're gonna litigate it to that degree, I got nothing else for you. <laughs> Repent, and believe okay. the gospel. All right. Okay. So I know you're probably already tuned out for this, but why I was bringing this up is just to express that there isn't a simplistic understanding of belief. Um, and it's even mentioned in scripture, right? Like, it's not just like, okay, evidence has been provided for me, I believe or I don't believe. Because you have where Jesus says to him, if you if you can believe, all things are possible for him who believes. Immediately, uh, it says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said to tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So you can have a duality of both believing and lacking in belief, um, and it's 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 more so. What do you do then? It's it's an action you take. It's it's saying I lack belief, but I I want to believe in a sense. So you take actions in the step of the direction in hopes of that belief coming true. So that that's just where I was going to leave it. Where where you can be in a state of both believing and not believing, but also still take actions in in belief that's not what i'm talking about again also i i kind of think i know why christian theists particularly want to die on this hill of beliefs being a choice is because they need them to be for their narrative to really hold any weight i nate you're a rare exception well, thank you, uh, but I it's think. not just Christians that believe that, so your theory kind of falls apart. That, that is true. I mean, there. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I have Christian theists in general. Theists, generally speaking, not all yeah. theists, though. A hundred percent of therapists also believe that. Like that's, and I don't know what percentage of therapists are Christians. Like that's. Also, yeah, to be, Mike, I'm not. To be, I'm not trying to die on this hill. I've been waiting patiently just to say something, right? Like that is true. I mean, if you if you choose not to believe it, then you don't believe it. I was just saying. I was just trying to provide. I see what you did that there. It's, I was just trying to provide evidence to show that belief isn't such a a well understood thing. Like there's a, there's a duality. There's a, there's a more complex layer to it. Is all I was saying. 
And I was okay. trying to encourage you to kind of think about it in your own time. You don't have to discuss it with anyone. Just think about like, oh, how does that not, how does that work? If you care to think about it, if not, then you don't care to think about I it, do. but it's not something I'm trying to, yeah, that's all I, I was do. trying to do. It, no, I, I understand. And you've been very patient with my stupid bloviating and I appreciate it. <laughs> Was fun. I mean, I just, I mean, yeah, I just, I just, I, I was throwing that out there because I feel like sometimes um, we go down a, like a very laser focused path and it's just like, I throw an idea out there just like for a person to be like, oh, let me think about that later on. That's really it. I'm trying, I'm racking my brain and honestly, and maybe stuff you can you can uh, weigh in on this. Uh, like I'm, I'm thinking of all the things I'm convinced are true that I believe are true on the 100% convinced. Like I believe there is a place on this planet called the challenger deep. That is the lowest point in the world underneath the water. I believe this because I was convinced through evidence. Uh, I've actually been over top of it. Uh, I mean, that doesn't mean it's actually down there, but I'm convinced through what I consider good evidence. So I believe it's there. I believe it exists. Now I'm trying to rack my brain on just choosing to not believe that's true. And I can't do that. And I'm confused how you guys don't agree with that premise. So remember how CEO was trying to point out whether something is objective or subjective and that that makes a difference. So you can't, you can't really convince yourself that Africa isn't a continent. I mean, there are people who have convinced themselves fully that the earth is flat, right? So there's Ooh, that. Those people. Right. <laughs> so it is physically possible. I'm not saying that it's wise. I'm not saying that it, I'm saying it's possible, right? So if there are people right, on this earth, right. yeah. So, so if there are people on this earth who can like look at photos from NASA and then Google enough stuff to convince themselves that all of those photos are doctored and every sure. person's face. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, if you were asking me, how would you change your belief about the Challenger Deep? My first, or what was it called? The Challenger Deep. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. So the Mariana Trench. You might know it as. I, I don't know anything. This is, I know nothing about geography. <laughs> what? Fair enough, fair enough. Anyways, yeah. irrelevant. Go ahead. We'll talk Just later. admitting where my failings are. So if you're going to ask me how to change that belief, I guess my first question would be, is this a widely accepted thing? Is this, is this equal to trying to believe that Africa isn't a continent? Or is it something that scientists argue? And so then I guess if it's something scientists argue, you would spend time fully understanding and metabolizing the argument against it. And with enough effort, you could successfully change that belief. Would you want to? Would it be wise? Those are other questions, but it's possible. Right, right. What you're describing right there, and bear with me here, what you're describing right there is investigate. You have a belief and you investigate this belief to see if it's true, not true, whatever your belief is at the point. You investigate and then through your investigation, you may or may not become convinced that your belief is either right or wrong. And, they, and then your belief changes through no will of your own. It just does. That's well, what I'm so, saying. I got you. Okay. So I, I'm familiar with that position. I just don't think. Okay. So what I had arrived at at the end of our last conversation was that we are disagreeing on where the choice occurs. 
and okay. whether that choice. Yeah. So, so we're like, we're disagreeing on where the choice occurs and whether that choice is some sort of agency or not. So if you said that you wanted gotcha. to go on a lifelong mission to believe that Santa Claus was true, you could change even though right now, or Santa Claus is real, even though you right at this moment vehemently believe that Santa Claus isn't true, you know, isn't real. I hope, I hope I didn't just ruin something for you. Uh, <laughs> Wait, spoiler what? Spoilers? <laughs> Too soon. So if you said that you were going to spend the next 20 years going on this lifelong endeavor to convince yourself that Santa Claus was real, I bet you could do it. So you would make the choice now that you're going to alter this belief. And then you could probably, if given enough time and effort, alter this belief. So I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think we disagree on where the agency comes in. Okay. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree with what everything you just said. You can choose to go on a path with your intent of changing your belief, but you can't actually will yourself to change your belief on a whim, like right away. On a whim, right. On, on, yep. Yeah, right. Yep. So that's, so I think we're actually agreeing. You just don't think the agency is as important as I do. Um, so, you know, we, we would agree that impulsive beliefs that these type of thoughts that are, here comes Michael to help argue your point. <laughs> oh, geez. No, hey, Mike and Mike. Mike. So, I think that uh, that that we both agree that you cannot choose impulsive beliefs. Um, but, you know, again, coming back to the treatment of disorders, which disorders aren't a person's brain malfunctioning. Disorders that I described are a person who's taught their brain to behave a certain way. So it's okay. not. As, yeah. But it's so, still, and, and, it's again, still considered not, by the DSM to be a, a mental dysfunction, correct? Yeah, but you can learn your way out of it. So you okay, can't learn your way out of schizophrenia, right? But you could learn right, your way right, out right. of depression. You could learn your Understood. way out of OCD. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm using those disorders, I'm not appealing to like somebody whose brain inherently functions differently. It's somebody who's I didn't taught think themselves. that, and I misspoke when I said yeah. that. <laughs> so if you can teach yourself a false belief that lands you in a disorder, and then you can unteach yourself that belief so that you land out of the disorder, that's that's the example I'm making because I think it's the it's the area where science has investigated it the most. So it's always the example I use. But to bring it back to the Christian question, I think it is possible for someone to convince themselves that Santa Claus exists, even if they vehemently don't believe it now. Um, and so I would argue that coming to a belief in Christ and the supernatural claims of the Bible is infinitely easier uh, because there's so much readily available material to utilize to make that decision. So Fair I would enough. say the agency happens when you choose to study that. And you would say, I the, yeah, yeah. I would say it doesn't, but I, I we're, we're agree to disagree. That, that's fine. Fair enough. Hello, Michael. Yeah, no. Um, hey, how are you, everybody? Well, hey, it's the Nick, man. <laughs> it's been a morning already. It's been a morning. Well, yeah. It's uh, my I bad. Think, I, I think we. I no, think no, we've, uh... <laughs> not all you. <laughs> it was a good conversation. No, it was me. I'll, I'll take the. I'm the one who threw Chris out. I'm yelling. It was me. Sorry, he asked guys. you to. You gave him what he, he asked did. for. You know what Why I don't like is that? everybody here is throwing themselves under the bus for everybody else, and I really appreciate it. That is nice of you guys. That is the Christian way. <laughs> there it is. Ask Michael, we've got robes. Just say you want one. I need to find my bus. <laughs> uh, maybe if you don't get the joke. That's you know what's really funny? I'll just put this in there just for anecdotal ha-has. Is my parents, my father and my mother were in a long-standing argument of who I was named after. My mother said it was Michael. 
in the Bible, and my dad said it was Mike Schmidt of the Phillies. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, that's nice. My dad named me Stephanie after a tennis player he thought was hot. Who do you choose that was right? Wow. Which one do you choose to believe? <laughs> your oh, mother or dad? See, you're funny. You're funny. But, you know, honestly, I like the idea of Michael from the Bible simply for the fact that religious mythology and stuff like that to me has always fascinated me with all the uh, like altering of reality that they can do. So if I had to choose to be a Philly pitcher or a all powerful angel, I'd probably pick the angel. Yeah. Funny enough. I was actually my mother who was a, who was a staunch Catholic. I was named after uh, Michael from the Bible. And, yeah, and the, 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 the irony in that is just, is just too, <laughs> it's too, just too delicious. But, so, oh, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> can I offer us an update? Oh, so, uh, right now, uh, I got it confirmed with uh, Matt Slick's producer. We're having a chat Thursday at 11 a.m. Matt Slick has a producer? How do I yeah. get a producer? Who's Matt Slick? Michael, uh, um, I'm here. On here or uh, on YouTube or where? Because I want to no, watch. On my, no, on my podcast. Oh dear God! No pun intended. Like seriously, I oh I I don't more power to you because that guy is the most dishonest interlocutor I've ever seen in my entire life. I agree. Oh, you should. Oh, oh, you you should you should talk to some others. Um, we had uh, we had Saitem Brudenkate on the podcast about four years oh ago. I was he's, just thinking about him. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 much more dishonest than Matt. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Matt is inherently dishonest. I think he's absolutely positively wrong, uh, but I but I don't think Matt's dishonest at his core. I think he has, I, I think he has said some things that that are. Um, I'm, I'm wearing my <laughs> take your time. Yeah, Nate, Nate, I've got my hat of charity plus twenty on this morning. Um, Can you win five points to some other people? Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> I think he's some said some things that are less true than others. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but no, I, and uh, it's, uh, but anyway, well, like we've, we've chatted a bunch of times, um, on numerous, like we've, we, uh, we had a chat, um, once on, um, Andrew Rappaport's, uh, YouTube channel, striving for oh, eternity. That's, good. that's cool. Yeah. And, um, and, so, and so here before, right? Um, yeah, we've chatted on Clubhouse, not, not, in, not in this room, not in this room, but we have chatted on Clubhouse before. Um, uh, so, uh, Stacy Silverstar, uh, has, uh, has a room where he sometimes hosts Matt and, and Stacy and I get along pretty well. What's um, your podcast, Michael? It's called the Canadian atheist. It's linked in the, uh, it's linked in my bio. Oh, okay, um, cool. Hey, don't, don't forget, check out the Ask a Christian podcast available on Spotify and Amazon. <laughs> oh, hey, or you could, you could check out. Plug. Yeah, you can also I mean, check if out. If other people episode. are going to do it, I may as well, too. Fair you enough. can check out the episode where Nate is on our podcast. Um, he, yeah, like we, we, we have a lot of fun chatting. Like I, I have m the most fun chatting with people I disagree with. Um, sure, sure. It keeps it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had Ken Hovind on. Um, oh Lord, how big is uh, your channel? Um, we, uh, um, Nate, Nate, I'm gonna have to brag a little bit here. Uh, so, oh, okay, so we got lucky. We've been doing the podcast for about six years, and we got very lucky early on. A guy named Armin Navabi from Atheist Republic. Um, 
uh, I met him at a conference called Imagine No Religion 7 in Toronto. <clears throat> and um, he came on our podcast, and then we got very fortunate, and then he blasted us out to his worldwide audience. Nice. Uh, and we now enjoy regular downloads from 100. From, from what? That was 109. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, that was interesting timing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 109 countries, uh, including places like you, Mar- Mauritius and Afghanistan and all these places That's where, awesome. where you can't yeah. even say the word atheism. But right. Uh, no, right. it's uh, no, we, we, we have a lot of fun. But most of the credit goes to our to our guests, like, you know, people like Nate, who have been generous enough to come on. I, I, I invited Stefan as well. I think she's too busy, though. I um, would love to come on if you don't mind a fellow atheist in an echo chamber. Just saying. Oh, send me. Uh, uh, so there's, there's an email in, in my bio, the CA at Rogers dot com. OK, uh, send, send us an email. is happening right now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 your worst ahead, nightmare, Michael. Nate. It's it's uh it's it's two it's two Michaels, um, <laughs> you know, promoting uh, debauchery. What can um, I say? The thing, you when did you say your talk with uh, Slick is? Uh, Wednesday at eleven a.m. Okay. To uh, to see that. And yeah, then, well, well, it's uploaded or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, Nate, I'll send you, a, I'll send you a link, and it gets posted. Uh, yeah, there's, like I said, there's a link to the podcast in the bio. I think Matt is going to be episode 198. Um, That'll be cool. And I the mean, thing Matt, with and, that. I guess in Matt's, well, in Matt's defense, like you know, I hate talking about people when they're not here, but I mean, his defense, like you know, when he used to come around here, like I, I mean, I've talked to him a fair amount. Um, but I mean, whenever you say like he says dishonest things, like I mean, I don't know if he says like things that are factually lies, like demonstrably, okay. if that's what if that's what yeah. you're talking about. But I would say like I, you know he he does define his his terms a lot. So you know, if someone thinks he's being dishonest. Well, I mean, if he clearly like lays out like how he thinks of terms or how he thinks of things, well, then you I, I wouldn't call him dishonest because he he was transparent, saying this is why I think this. So you could just say, okay, well, I think you're wrong, but I mean, you were honest. You you gave us the the ways to get to your point. We just disagree with your point. I mean, unless he's like just saying like factually in untrue things. Well, he does that, and also Matt fancies himself, in my opinion, a, a learned philosopher when he's not at all. If you ever watched a, a YouTube video between him and Alex Malpass, who is actually a philosopher, Alex had to pause the, or, or explain basic philosophical principles to this guy over and over because he didn't understand what Alex was talking about. Matt always thinks he's the smartest person in the room or on the podcast. And it's just, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, Let's see. Well, he will be smart. Well, he, I mean, yeah, when, when he comes on our podcast, he will be the smartest one. Because, I mean, I, I don't fancy myself as a – I know just enough philosophy to get myself into trouble. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm a social worker by trade. So, like, I'm, I'm not a scientist or anything else like that. But, well, Zeb uh, was here. I, I guess he left or whatever. But is there any way to – I don't know. Does anyone have a more holy topic or something remotely related with <laughs> asking a Christian anything? <laughs> Fair enough. You know what's interesting, Nate? Do you do you subscribe? Like, here, here's a, a question to get on on the Bible stuff. Do you subscribe to um, to a young Earth or to or, or to the truth? <laughs> uh, well, I think that was funny. Also, there, that was funny. I think I think there's also a couple steps in there between between young Earth and the truth. Um, so 
I, I reserve judgment. So, you know, th there's a lot of a lot of leeway that I would be happy with. So um, I, I see some credibility to, you know, first of all, you know, I mean, let's just go extreme. Uh, we don't exist. It's a simulation. We're a day old because God. Um, and then young Earth, uh, you know, the Earth was created mature, and that's why things settled the way it did. Um, or, you know, an indeterminate age or whatever, or, you know, four and a half billion years old. Uh, let's give science some grace and say maybe they'll next year they'll be like, we made a mistake. It's seven billion years old. Um, I'm fine with any of that because it is the about the farthest away from a salvation issue I can think of. So it has absolutely nothing to do with the state of it, someone's eternal soul. Um, so, yeah, for, for all those reasons, uh, um, chief being it does not matter for spiritual things. Um, I, I'm not going to judge anyone harshly, whatever they believe. But, yeah, I, I'm inclined to think more old than not. But, um, you know, I'm happy to be proven wrong about any of that. Yeah, and to be clear, like, I, I have no problem. Like, I, I've talked to lots of people who are kind of fall on the side of theistic evolution, right? Where, you know, where you could say, you know, God kind of, you know, God, you know, lit the match and then just kind of let everything go as it would go, uh, you know, and here we are. Um, and that seems, well, I mean, that's infinitely more plausible than... Uh, than Dirt Man and Rib Woman, but um, <laughs> sorry, I'll put my hat of charity back on. Um, it, it just, you know, but um, it, it's it's when people say things like, well, you know, you know, this you know, because of the the Bible, right? And it kind of falls to you know, like biblical inerrancy and stuff like that. Which I think I have heard you, like you, you do believe. Yes, I do believe in biblical inerrancy, but I don't know if you were doing a, a swift topic change, but or if you were trying to equate. I don't think you were. I think you just made a quick topic change from old earth to theistic evolution. Um, I'd say those are two wholly different topics. Oh yeah, no, no, I think that, no, no, what I was saying was, is that I, I don't have a problem with like, or I shouldn't say that, I have less of a problem with people who believe in God, who 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 lean on the theistic evolution side, <clears throat> right? But but for someone who, but for someone who adheres to biblical inerrancy, I don't see a lot of ambiguity in the text itself. Right. Can you guys describe for me theistic evolution? Is that the the belief that God set everything in motion from the beginning and then evolution took over? Is that what that is? Yeah, just kind of let it go and then, and, you know. Yeah. I don't gotcha. subscribe to that. Okay, so basically it was God kind of being a little deistic at that point, right? Yeah? For people that believe that, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of that. Okay, all right, thank you. But I mean, yeah, again, I also think there's plenty of wiggle room and people like goodness, people want to like pit each other against each other in like black and white when there's a lot of gray area, um, like the gray area is a lot far bigger than the black and white. So, it, you know, like biblically speaking, I, I believe to and we talked about this many times, um, you know, to be strictly biblically accurate, um, the bare bones of what you need is a God literally creating some dude named Adam and some chick named Eve with a soul. And then you can pretty much do whatever. And then, you know, they were the only two people with a soul and then they disobeyed God. That's basically the bare bones of what you need. So you can take any other kind of true or crappy belief or doctrine or whatever. And you can pretty much work with that. Um, I believe more than that, but I think that's bare bones. So for example, if someone wanted to get wild and they say, I believe that. And then I also believe in an old earth creation. I believe evolution totally happened. Um, you know, some way that they, make compatible ish with the Bible um, and say, you know, evolution happened how, how science says it did um, up until the existence of a soul in two humans. And 
then no one can say science says that's wrong because science is like, we're not touching the existence of the soul. We're not saying anything. So they can follow science and then posit there had to be two literal beings with a soul and all other things with a soul came from those people. Um, and that would be a way that science and religion can shake hands and be friends. But when people start you're, saying you're giving things me that so science, much good material, Nate. <laughs> well, when people say things that science would never say, like when people declare themselves the science and try to speak for the science, many times science would never say that. Science is like, no, if, if you say someone has a soul that we can't test or prove, fine, think that. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. We have no way to test that data. I think I agree with that. I, I think what a scientist would more likely say is we don't have any evidence to support the existence of a soul. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think that might that might be the the, the closest you get to to a, a to a denial. But there's a couple there's a couple of um, entailments, uh, Nate, in the in the. Oh, well, let's not forget, forget McZed too. I want to get to him. Go ahead and finish, yeah. Michael, and then we'll get no, to there's just a, there, there are a few entailments uh, in in the acceptance of the evolutionary process that are not particularly favorable to Christian theology, right? Like, it, like if, if you're going to, like, if you're going to accept, like, in, unless you add the caveat that there was, and, and maybe, this is, maybe this is what you do, and if so, fine. But, uh, you know, like, so, like, the acceptance of evolution uh, indicates that, like, we are animals, we are primates, we are apes. Right. So un unless you kind of play with the caveat that, that that there was this stuff, but then there was a, quote unquote, special creation of people. And maybe you do. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Those people who are like theistic evolutionists who are also biblically accurate. That's exactly what I'm saying they would do. And I mean, that's just as good as any other thing. I mean, I, I you know, take more of an issue, much more of an issue than they would with theistic evolution. Um, you know, I, I have big problems just with generally dating and half-lives of RNA and just I, – I have a lot of problems with the actual what we're told to believe just because, you know, maybe I'm a little skeptical um, on my own. But So I have a lot more problems than that, but I think they would be biblically accurate uh, to say that, that, you know, even if they want to say it's a special creation and, you know, everything that's ever had a soul comes from God's special creation um, that's outside the normal, you know, evolution as they otherwise see it. But I mean, I, I think personally, okay. I think theistic. Well, I, I personally think theistic evolutionists. It's my feeling that they do that to be able to kind of get out of a sticky situation instead of being like, yeah, all life came from God. Deal with it. That's what I think. Um, I, I think they do that to kind of be more um, more amiable to atheist counterparts and to, to be more like with the cool kids table. And be like, no, no, no. I believe just like you guys, except God did a special thing over here. It, it's my feeling that they, they do it to kind of fit in more than they actually believe it. But I could be wrong. I probably am. Uh, yeah, Mike, you had one more thing, and then I promise you're going to go to my I, I was just, for clarification, when you say, you personally, when what do you believe a soul is? Are you equating that with, like, the mind, or is that completely different? Uh, well, I'm, I'm with, like, a spirit. Uh, it, essentially, the, the thing that the Bible talks about that's going to live on forever and ever, so, um, you know, in, in one way, shape, or form, your continued existence. So okay. call it spirit, call it soul. Some people do it interchangeably. Um, I mean, to get really technical, I mean, I mean, I think we have, I believe in the trichotomous view, like most people do, like, you know, body, yeah. uh, body yeah. soul, and spirit. Um, other people will interchange body and, uh, or soul and spirit, and, and that's fine too. Um, right. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just the the okay. Um, so like our thinking selves, our our supposed self awareness, our consciousness. Is that what you consider? Like because we humans, people don't actually know why we're conscious or appear to be conscious. Uh, it's an emergent property of a complex system, i.e. the brain. It really shouldn't exist in any meaningful way, yet it does. Uh, as far as we can tell, we on the question of consciousness, it's like we don't know. Is that what you consider the soul? Like, uh, I'm Essentially, yeah. And fun, fun story. Um, several atheists I've talked to, like their journey down, like what you just said about the consciousness and we don't know, like led them down some sort of rabbit hole that ended with them being a Christian. Not sure how they got there. Um, it just wasn't, I mean, it was a long conversation. It wasn't like, we don't know, therefore God, I've heard um, that. but that, yeah. that started them on that. But uh, yeah, so I, I believe, you know, body, soul, and spirit. So flesh, that's easy, right? Our skin suit, our spirit uh, ghost you, the thing's going to live on forever. The soul is what bridges the gap between flesh and spirit. I believe you're, you're the part that you don't know, um, you know, mind, will, emotions, like what, what causes our brain to send impulses to our body. And I also believe spirit. Um, you know, when that's appropriate. So I believe the soul is like our mind, our will, our emotions, like this stuff that's intangible, yet we know it it, it somehow has an effect on our physical being. And I believe gotcha. it also has an effect on our spiritual being. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, Big Zed, welcome back. What's up, Big Zed? Uh, morning. Um, Good morning. I was morning. Uh, thinking about your spirited, yeah. Uh, I, I have a bit of a workable, it's not like a good definition. It's more like a description uh, allowing space for the soul, but I like it. Like it's a useful definition, I think, and it's instructive. So I thought I'd share it. Um, the way I approach it is, uh, humans have some kind of an animalistic component, right? Fingers, fleshy bits. Uh, so, and I would also say that animals are, you know, distinctive from rocks and trees. They seem to have their own kind of a spirit, right? Not just a rock and a tree. So the way I define the human soul as being distinctive from the animals is to take a human as an abstraction in your head, subtract all animality, every component that is animalistic, and the remainder, if you believe that there is something in humanity that is distinctive from the, uh, the animals, that is touching upon the soul. Some, that distinctive characteristic that's what they were discussing, right? I'm not describing it exactly, but whatever bit is not comprised of the animalistic component. So if an animal has psychology or communication, that's not exactly what we're talking about with the soul. But if you're doing things that are seemingly categorically removed from animal behavior, I think that's what they're trying to talk about when they talk about the soul. And did you have another topic you came up here for too? I just wanted to check before I say hi to Kevin. Um, there was earlier, say but I lost it. Oh, well, if you remember, let us know. Kevin, what's up, man? How are you? Are you speaking, Kevin? Three, two. Yeah, sorry about that. Hi, um, yeah, I was dealing with some uh, symptoms. I don't know if it's from flu or strep or whatever. I had to take care of my whole family this weekend. Or last weekend because of uh, what they dealt with. So um, I'm going to participate, but just listening for the most part. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really getting the grasp of what's been talked about anyway. So, uh, T, how about you? What's up, T? Good morning. Good morning, Nathan and Stephanie. Hi, everybody. T. Hi. Long time no see. Good to see you. Um, McZed, you're borrowing a classification from biology there. 
uh, animal, right? And then you say subtract all the animalism. I don't know what that means. Are you saying like you remove the mitochondrial DNA or you remove the fact that they're a mammal yes. or, or what? Like, what are you talking about? Yes. So like their generic genetic inheritance? Any aspect which you would say it fits within the broader category of animal and is not distinctive to the human, I'm pushing aside and saying that's animal stuff, but humans are one bit above that. I'm, I'm just not following, right? Because like, you're just saying like, subtract their genetic inheritance. What does it mean to subtract their genetic inheritance? Yeah, that's a good no, that's, point. That's not just what I'm saying. That was one example you gave to understand what I'm saying. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. I guess one inch, one question would be to to make that and not not to to dogpile, but what would you class it like? What's an animal? Um, animals are the creatures that move freely over the earth, roughly. Oh, so we're not talking about the biological classification then? Oh, that is general. Yeah, because I mean, like we we do that too, right? I mean, we're animals, like biologically, like like when you, yeah, if you yeah. take away if That's you take away everything that is is animal, you're left with prokaryotes. I disagree. Well, no, that that would be, be ruling the, over the us. correct, right? That would be the point that I'm making. Is you you are literally left with prokaryotes because those are not animals, and that's what's what what you are going you're going to be subtracting everything that is an animal, right? So you're basically left with mitochondrial DNA, and that's about it, right? If that's you're how you interpret what I say, go with God. Let's, let's try it this way: If you take away all the physicalities, do you think there is anything distinct about a human above an animal? Are you just uh, saying that we're just more intelligent animals? I'm sorry. It seems like it seems like you asked two questions there. Which question? No, it's one question. Forget about mitochondrial DNA and um, biological science. If you removed every physical from a human being, so that includes DNA, that includes all the synapses in our brains, and we can have a lot of fun talking about a bunch of scientific different concepts. If you took all that away, do you believe there's anything unique about a human being, or do you think that human beings are just well, it, it wouldn't more be intelligent a human anymore, right? I think it'd be nothing, right? You wouldn't have a body to be referencing, right? Right. But would there be anything to talk about, or are you just are you just on the belief that humans are just more intelligent primates? Well, I mean, ostensibly humans are intelligent primates. Yeah. That's, that's just yeah, but the, are they the correct solely human? Right. Uh, um, well, that's a horrible classification, but let's... let's no, it's a good classification, way. right? Okay. It actually tells us two very important things, right? Number it one, it tells way... us that our genetic ancestry had primates in its, in its uh, Once past. Once again, I don't care and about the two, ancestry. My question and is... And number two, it tells us that we are intelligent, right? So that's a good description. Right. Sorry, sorry. I like, I'm glad that you like the description. Once again, I don't know why you keep resisting this. If you don't want to accept that there's anything more to you, you can just say that. If I inject a, a monkey, a primate, or let's say an octopus, with a whole bunch of intelligence, you're saying that'll be indistinguishable from a human being. I'm sorry, you're you're kind of, saying that again? Yeah. <laughs> octopus are oh also in unbelievably intelligent animals. Yeah, yeah but they're not, not, not already not. intelligent. If you inject yes, a bunch of if you inject a bunch of intelligence into an octopus, and it would get still it to be the IQ octopus. Um, just right? just, second, just no, but that wasn't my question. Did you get it to an intelligent level of Einstein? Just a second, just a second. T, T. 
if you're saying that a human is an intelligent primate, then it sounds like you're saying if you were to remove the primate aspect, there'd be some intelligent component that you view as distinctive. Okay, so what you're saying is you're removing its genetic ancestry? Because I don't understand what that means. Okay, this is no, T, I said what I said. About you're terrible minutes so that I can handle this. <laughs> I was wondering when Nate was going to shut that down. In about yeah, two minutes. This is a silly conversation. The okay, or it is. is well, I agree, right? Well, yeah, Steph, because don't you're you being remember, obtuse. Steph, don't you remember the easy days when people just wanted to ask the Christians about the flying teapot and, you know, the, the flying spaghetti monster, peace be upon him? Okay, what so that, then, because like I'm in your boat, mate. I'm in your boat. Hey, Michael, so will you back channel me your uh, podcast thing? Oh, you I, said it's on your profile? I, I'm in your boat, mate. I think you say that to take a biological classification to something and then apply it to that something and then to subtract all the things, that doesn't make any sense. As a, as a, it's like a meaningless statement. It doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, I don't know why you're having such a hard time with this. But, Nate, let me ask you a much more um, um, salient, um, succinct question. It, 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 would, would a Christian be able to handle a worldview without um, free will? Uh, yeah, there's plenty. They of, do. Isn't that Calvinist? Yeah, Calvinist. Yeah, yeah but that's why I asked Nate. <laughs> am I? Am I Nate? Am I? Am I Nate? Yeah. There, there's I, I plenty of self-proclaimed so. Christians. Who I'm Ron Burgundy. Exactly to that view. <laughs> right, but in your opinion, you would accept that, and you would say that doesn't fit. Uh, the, the way it's nuanced, it can fit. Like it's not a salvation issue. I think they're wrong, uh, but the way they nuance it out. Uh, by the time they're done, because they'll say, we don't have free will. God commands every step. But whenever they explain it after like an hour and a half, you're like, okay, basically it's like a, a technicality. Um, I mean, maybe there's some that disagree, but the ones I've heard, it, it becomes like compatibilistic and it's a technicality. But yes, technically they believe God, you know, doesn't grant you free will. Um, you know, you have certain certain autonomy and choices, but like for salvation, it's not free will. But if God were to hypothetically totally give you free will, the exact same result would happen. So it's like they don't believe in free will, um, but it's a technicality. I'd like to make sure I understand what you're saying, Nate. When you say free will, do you mean the possibility of multiple outcomes? The option um, to have done otherwise. Right. Yeah, that's, like that's the when, possibility of multiple outcomes, right? Right. When I talk about free will, I limit it to the um, ability to choose or reject following Christ. Those would be multiple outcomes, right? In one outcome, I follow Christ. Sure, sure, sure. outcome, I reject Christ. So those are multiple possible outcomes, right? Yeah, I mean, before someone tells me to, like, jump on my roof and exercise my free will to fly away, I, I just want to be clear. Right. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so I'm pointing right. at, I'm, what I'm pointing at is well, free in, will a, is certainly in a situation where we lack free will, there is only one possible outcome, right? Right, because you don't have the ability to have chosen differently. But I also believe that there's only one possible outcome anyway because, because God knows exactly what we're going to do, which does not negate our free will. No, but that's wow. denial it, of free will, right? I, that's I, mean, what I'm I'm, not, I don't know why you're pointing out because there's like three people talking over me at the same time. It makes me think no one cares what they have to say. Hurts my feelings a little bit. Okay, so, so what I'm pointing out, Nate, is if you can't choose differently, then that's not free will, right? And what I'm trying to point out, if I can have a moment of silence, is it does not negate it because I believe, you know, God talks about in the book, right? Whether or not you believe it or not, it's in the book. Um, so, so the Christian worldview in the Bible is God knows the end from the beginning, 
However, you know, in the Christian worldview where I believe we have free will, you know, to follow or reject Christ, um, that was totally our choice. So I don't have a problem with saying that we freely acted out and made every choice freely that we're going to do and our lives. God knew what we were going to choose and how our lives were going to end up being played out before we were even born. So like when the Bible makes claims that, you know, talks about Jesus being like slain and crucified before the foundation of the world, God obviously knew that was always going to happen. That was always going to be the plan, even before it actually played out. So that's how it doesn't negate our free will because God knows it, but he knows it because we've already made those choices and like at times past. So now it's just playing out. So at this point, I've already chosen, um, you know, if I'm going to, I, I don't know, if I'm going to decide I want to start eating candy bars five years from now. Um, God knows that, and I've already solidified my choice. It's just playing out. Okay, so I'm then not, you, then you sure. don't have free will, right, is what you just said. No, you still I wanna, have free will. I want to speak on this, when, but you guys go first. I'll wait. It's not what free will is. We're doing a time loop. It's like it a time loop. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, time loop. yeah, so it's like, I, I, you, if you want to like be really litigious, you could say you had free will, but you don't have free will. But I'm saying, well, because I had free will when I made that choice, um, I'm still calling that free will because it's not time independent. So right. the time that's in the, which it's... Yeah, that's what we call the illusion chosen. of free will, right? That's what we call the illusion. No, it's actual free will. Just no, 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 that's the illusion. Time. No, what Nate no, 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 just... Again, oh, let's argue about what to call it. Let's let me just that. finish. Let me, finish. Let me, finish. Let me finish. Let me finish my sentence, please. <laughs> what Nate just described call is called... It, it, the, term, the term for it is glorf. the illusion of free will. And glorf. Okay, T, let's say let's say there is absolute free will. Just go there. There's absolute free will. Okay. And so, I, I record, wait, wait. On, and I put a recording device. And, and pause I have, pause I, just one second. I want to okay. make sure I understand where you're at, right? When you say there's free will, do you mean there's multiple outcomes that can obtain? Oh, Another thing that I, would I mean, entail. Uh, yeah, he, he got a call. Maybe he'll be back in a minute. But that's and what I'm saying. So, like, if you want to, like, whenever I already started, wait, Nick, can I set this up? Multiple outcomes could mind. have been attained, but because I made my choice, I solidified my choice freely when there could have been multiple we're, outcomes. We're talking about now. choices in the future, not in the past. Yes. Right? What, what they've been saying is like this it's very simple. If, let's say I'm talking about absolute free will, multiple outcomes could come out of this scenario. This is a world, don't. Don't don't get God involved right now. This multiple outcomes can happen, and I have closed circuit TV, and this all happened yesterday. And I'm sitting on watching it today as a judge, which you and I are watching the video. Now, whatever happened happened, but the person that did that had absolute and complete free will because at the moment of time when the choice was made, they had free will. Now, what Nate is saying is God knows the outcome. I'm going to argue with him about past and present, but let's forget about that because that's just way down a rabbit hole. But but you when you're making a decision, you have the ultimate decision, and multiple outcomes theoretically could happen. Now the fact that God knows what will be, so that's the only one that ever will be, doesn't take away the fact that you are free will and you can be judged on that free will. Okay, so you're saying two contradictory things there, though, right? Is you're saying no, on, I didn't. No, hold on. Allow me to finish, without interrupting. You're saying on one hand, multiple outcomes can obtain, and on the other hand, multiple outcomes cannot obtain. That's no, the multiple outcomes theoretically can obtain. So the fact that God knows the future, because if you talk about an omnipotent being, so therefore you want to say it already happened, or you want to say it's absolutely the only thing that's going to happen, that doesn't take away from the fact that in my mind, I have the ability to do sort of things. Now, I, the, the, I, the, the, I understand close, that. 
I understood okay. that. The point so that, that I'm that, making, though, right, is that is the contradiction. The contradiction is multiple no, outcomes can obtain. Excuse me, it's, hold on. Multiple outcomes can obtain and multiple outcomes cannot obtain is a contradiction. No. If I'm, yeah. Yeah, if I'm watching closed circuit TV, so, the, so whatever happened already happened. Does that mean that the that the that the perpetrator? Okay, so happened in this example, we're watching yes. like a pre-recorded video. Multiple outcomes cannot obtain. The video right. will always play back exactly one Correct. way. Correct. But the okay. video so is so then we in then the video. I had free will. It just okay, already, so, but that no, okay, but that okay, but hold on a second. You're now talking about a different scenario, right? So. It, so, but we're not talking about the scenario where the video plays back the same way every time. We're talking about the scenario where the VCR might break or the VCR no, might the VCR not break. Hold on a second. Why are you saying something? Wait, wait, wait why something are you interrupting me? What are, why are you saying? Because you're saying Stop interrupting, though. Let me, okay, if I, I'm not saying you're saying this. I'm saying something, right? So maybe stop interrupting me and listen to what I'm saying. I say, well, goes both ways. You say we're not talking about whether or not the playback of the tape will be the same every time we play it back. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the possibility that the VCR will break or will not break before we play back. We reach the end of the playback of the tape. That's what we're talking about. No, what and, I'm talking about is as we're watching this film, did the, did the players in the film have free will? Ah, but that's, that's not what we're talking about, right? And I think I'm exactly trying to make that point. Right. Okay. I've, already, I've already agreed to that, right? So we're okay. not on that point anymore. So, we're on a well, different point. I'm still point on that today. point. Is that new no, 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 no. We've already agreed to that, so we can move we on. Yeah, unfortunately, but now we're on a different point. Come. I have to the, run. Thanks for the visit. This was an interesting enough conversation. Mike, it was good to meet you. And Michael, good to talk for a bit. I'm here for you, brother. Good seeing you, Nate. <laughs> All right. Uh, take care. We'll see you guys later. See ya.